The following is brought to you by Will Harris, Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for April 22nd, 2022. A lot of twos here in the title. This is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, talking to you in, really, salt of the earth, Ashland, Ohio. I am uh, in my car, uh, appropriately somewhere betwixt Columbus and Cleveland, as I feel like I've been <laughs> for the last 72 hours. I have uh, uh, me and 71 have have become uh, a, 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 a coagulated symbiosis. Uh, uh, it is uh, my, my, my brain is melting. I can't imagine. No wonder everybody that actually is forced to go to like every single one of these campaign events, that their brains eventually melt into mush. Like it's why politicians are weird. It's why reporters are jaded because this stuff does slowly kill you. But I only have to do it for 72 hours. And now I'm done doing it. And now I'm going to show all of my work to you, the dear listeners of covering the Ohio Senate race. And before we get into it, we're going to hear from J.D. Vance, Donald Trump Jr., Mike Gibbons, General Michael Flynn, Josh Mandel. Uh, Look, we're going to boil all this down to one big moment that you, you, the dear listener to PX3, are going to be able to... Suss out. It's going to be an event. One thing, one moment that will happen on Saturday in in a televised forum. And that is Donald Trump is coming down to Ohio. He is doing a rally wherein he will endorse in person J.D. Vance. The question is, will J.D. Vance get booed. And by that, I don't mean will somebody boo cuz assuredly somebody's going to boo. Will the boos be overwhelming? And if they're not, does that mean that Josh Mandel has run out of gas? Because ladies and gentlemen, as we have talked about on this program, this Ohio Senate primary has been by and large a 1v1 affair at the top with Josh Mandel and Michael Gibbons. Michael Gibbons, a self-funded outsider. Josh Mandel, somebody who has been in Ohio politics, the uh, former Secretary of State, I believe, under John Kasich, had a big blow up there. He is now, everybody in this race is true red-blooded MAGA, right? America first. There's really not a whole lot of difference in their doctrine. What 
is different is how they are going after each other. And this is getting increasingly heated because since Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance, who at that point was running third in this race, since then, Donald Trump Jr. shows up and you're going to hear from him. He makes a few oblique references to other people in the race not being so smart. Then he steps things up and retweets a video that shows Josh Mandel being cozy with Mitt Romney, John Kasich, and John McCain. And at the Mandel event that you're going to hear a little bit later, there is some firing back. This is now shaping up in the final two weeks of this race to be a 1v1, Vance versus Mandel. And you're going to hear exactly how that shapes up, including Mike Gibbons, who I got to say, he he was the nicest of the three. He was the one that I got uh, to actually ask questions to. Uh, and boy, the man just put $5 million of his own money into his campaign. and. It ain't exactly looking hot. You're going to hear the, the, the road-weary voice of somebody who is in the home stretch of his first major campaign. So, with all that being said, and a gigantic thank you to everybody who sent me down to Ohio, uh, we will begin this in... Where was it? Liberty... Ohio, suburb of Cleveland. But first. And we have landed. I am in the Holiday Inn in either Independence or Liberty, Ohio. I, I keep getting it screwed up, but uh, we're in the back of a, a single conference room that I, I think they might have been able to kind of go larger with, but it's going to be packed. Real a-holes to elbows for J.D. Vance as he is now rolling out what might be the closest thing to the Trump family that he'll get before the primary. Uh, I, I'm, you might guess that uh, Big Chungus will come out here in in the general should he make it that far but he's got a tough fight here against Mike Gibbons and Josh Mandel uh but so far i mean the crowd i would describe as looking you know like suburban cleveland uh a little older a little wider uh there was a a bit of a scene outside and mind you we are uh, at two o'clock in the afternoon on a wednesday there is a man in a uh, old-timey prison suit, so like striped black and white, with a Donald Trump mask on that had two signs, wordy for signs. Let me just warn you before I even say it. Uh, the author of Hillbilly Allergy had credibility, allegedly, and then another sign that said Putin's puppet. I mean, brevity being the soul of wit, I would have went with the second one before the first one, but... Cheers to that man for coming up with a rhyme to Hillbilly Allergy, which isn't exactly, you know, south and mouth. Meanwhile, in the uh, parking lot, there uh, <laughs> there was a very colorful car that uh, was was just a terminal bumper sticker. You know the type. Like as soon as you get past your seventh bumper sticker, you there there you lose coherence and uh, uh, everything is just a, a constant 
collapsing multiverse. That being said, I mean, I, I will I will comment that the energy here is is palpable. There, there does seem to be a bit of a moment here in a way that when I set up this trip, I was expecting J.D. Vance to kind of be the sleepiest of the three candidates because it didn't seem like he had quite the popular support of either uh, Gibbons or Mandel. Um, and yet here we are. It is it is a buzz. The media is out in force. Uh, signs are printed. And uh, we're ready to roll. So here we go. J.D. Vance and Donald Trump Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, J.D. Vance. Thank you all for coming. It's great to be here. I know that I'm, uh, you know, I'm like the, the salad before the main course here, so I want to get to none. Uh, but, but let me just tell you a little bit about why I'm doing this and why I'd love to have your support. Uh, I grew up in Middletown, Ohio, pretty much clear on the other side of the state. Uh, my memo and Papaw, that's what we called our grandparents because they were they came from southeast Kentucky coal country. Uh, memo and Papaw raised me. And they came to Middletown, Ohio, because Middletown, Ohio was the land of opportunity, is where a, a guy like my grandfather, even though he didn't graduate from college, never went to college, was able to support a family on a single steelworker's wage. And that was the American dream to my papa. He didn't care whether I wrote a book, he didn't care whether I went to school. He thought that this was a country where if you worked hard and played by the rules, you should be able to support a family. And you should do it in some comfort and some prosperity. Now that was possible in Middletown, for a generation because we used to be the kind of country that made stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We made our own things. We employed American citizens to do it. But a bipartisan set of idiot leaders in this country decided that we didn't need to do that anymore. That if we shipped our manufacturing and industrial base off to China, off to Mexico, that somehow we'd get a lot of cheap stuff in exchange, but a lot of middle-class Ohioans, not just in Middletown, but all across our state, they lost their jobs in the process. And they didn't just lose their jobs, ladies and gentlemen. We lost something else. We lost our self-sufficiency as a people. JD is not pausing a lot. This crowd is kind of with him, but he won't let him cheer. I remember getting a call from, from my sister that my mom, this was about nine years ago, that my mom had an overdose. And I remember thinking to myself that my mom will never meet my own children. Uh, that, that, that as much as I love her, that she will eventually be claimed by this thing and that she won't get an opportunity to meet her own grandchildren. And I'm very happy I've been wrong about a lot, uh, but I was wrong about this. Mom did get clean and sober and she works with recovering addicts. And you know what she tells the people that she works with today? She tells them, do not get back into this. Do not get back into this poison because what's on the streets of this country today is far more dangerous than anything that's been on the streets of this country in our history. And there are a lot of Ohio moms and dads and grandparents and kids who are not getting the second chance that my mom had because Joe Biden has decided to throw our border open to the drug cartels. Ladies and gentlemen, we do not care about the southern border because we are bad people. We care about the southern border because we put our own citizens first. That is why we've got to close the border. That's why we've got to close the border. He's good on this red meat stuff. It's not rocket science to break those companies up and to give power back to the people. You just need to stop sending Republicans who get circles run around them by the big tech CEOs and actually know what needs to be done. 
The border is not rocket science. This inflation crisis that is crushing our citizens as we speak, and I'm sure crushing a lot of people in this room, it is not difficult to get it under control. We've just got to send fighters to Washington, D.C. who are going to push back against the Biden administration. Now, I'm very proud to say uh, that I've been endorsed by President Donald Trump. You can wait for that applause. And unless you've been living under a rock for the past six months, you've probably seen some negative advertisements because it turns out that I've been wrong about a lot of things, like I said earlier. One of the things I was wrong about is Donald Trump. I did not think Donald Trump was going to be a great president. And ladies and gentlemen, boy, was I ever proven wrong. Best president of my lifetime. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no harder worker, no better fighter than Donald Trump Jr. Sir. And there we go. All teeth, no tie. Donald Trump Jr. makes his way to the room. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, you know, listening to that statement, I said, man, in my next life, I want to come back as a Democrat. You know, imagine how much easier it would be. Like, if I got the Hunter Biden treatment, just like, you know, one of those things on the laptop would have been the end of the world. Totally disqualifying. He's got like 750 of them. There's, there's not an enemy of the United States that doesn't somehow have a Hunter Biden laptop in their possession, but none of that matters. Right, guys? And that's the game we're playing. That's why I'm here supporting J.D. Vance, and that's why J.D. Vance is the only Trump-supported candidate in this Senate <laughs> Think about what's at stake. What's going on in our country right now? The only place where the Democrats have overperformed is that I actually thought it would take them a lot longer to destroy our country. <laughs> uh, we're one year into a four-year term. That's how you wait for an applause. Think about the difference. There's not a metric where we're better off today, economically or otherwise. They say, oh, COVID, oh, really? Well, they don't talk. You know, notice that the death counter isn't going on anymore. Didn't, didn't go on. Well, you know, once, once the number was much greater under Joe Biden, that stopped, despite being handed all sorts of things, right? We're playing a different game, and, and people have to wake up to that. Uh, one of the things that was, I mean, truly striking to me, J.D., you know, watching the debates where, you know, it was like, it was like watching, you know, an adult baseball player play with little leaguers, but play to win. You know, I'm watching, you know, other guys that maybe great people or whatever, nice guys, would be senators, people who would be making decisions that affect your lives, your children, your future, your livelihoods. Europe should really enforce the no-fly zone in your Ukraine. I'm like, really? Like, you realize, like, we're, we're a part of NATO. That means we're in a war with Russia. Now, I understand that it's been four months since we've been in a war, and we're chomping at the bit to get back in it. But it's not gonna be the establishment sending their kids to go die in Russia over Ukraine, you know, arguably an equal, if not rated more corrupt country than even Russia, if there is such a thing. And there we go. Don Jr. shakes his hand, the hand of J.D. Vance, standing ovation here at the Holiday Inn in suburban Ohio. All right, back in the car. So, um... First time seeing J.D. Vance. Immediate thoughts. Uh, he's rough around the edges. 
but I can understand where, you know, the, the Peter Teals of the world could look at him, look at his pedigree, and when he gets dialed in and fired up on stuff, uh, he can deliver things well. He's best at populist issues, uh, which is odd because he also sort of cuts the the figure of a, a technocrat who would give you, you know, the, the uh, 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 well, we need to turn this knob and flip this lever, but the stuff he, he gets the most response from and I think he can dial in on is the sort of black and white, good and evil, uh, uh, you gotta be crazy, I'm sane kind of stuff. That's good in a primary like this. I think there's a reason why he is being endorsed by Trump. We'll see exactly how some of the um, the other candidates do. But, but, I'll say that the vibes in that room were very good. They were very good. A lot of the chatter that I was hearing around me, it was a, it was a chatty crowd. It was a talky crowd. Obviously, I think they were very excited to see Don Jr. Don Jr.'s a star. Look, if he never runs for president or he never runs for office, like, uh, uh, that will, uh, uh, you know, be a, a, a non-use of a talented politician. He is dialed in. He knows exactly what to say. Uh, he's a more nimble operative than his father. <laughs> I don't think that... So Donald Trump Jr., I said this earlier, whether or not Chungus was going to come out before the primary. He is going to come out before the primary. It's going to happen this weekend, too. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it, but uh, uh, it is going to happen this weekend. I don't think I have another Trump rally in me. Not right now. But that is... Uh, uh, I don't think that when Trump comes out here and talks about J.D. Vance, he's going to talk about him in any other way other than, like, he's great. I met him. He's great. Donald Trump Jr. bumps and feeds and sells in a way that, uh, you know, I, I think a, a you would expect a traditional out-of-state politician to do for somebody that he is out here on tour for. They made a big deal about the fact that he's going to be here for a while. He is committed to a few dates. He's doing, I guess, two events today with JD. Uh, and then he is going to come back before the primary, the Monday before the primary and whip people up. The, 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 the Trump team is rolling out the, uh, uh, the big guns to get JD Vance elected. Interested to see, you know, uh, Don, Don Jr. made a few points about like, oh, well, a bunch of Trump affiliated people have said mean things about J.D. Yeah, well, they're taking a paycheck. Like th th there seems and there's been reported that there was some real behind the scenes stuff that the uh, Mando people are, um, you know, we're, we're upset and we're trying to show. Trump a bunch of uh, uh, polling saying that JD was not going to beat Mandel, but yeah, that's before Trump puts his puts his his thumb on the scale. That smelled to me like a winning campaign. Now it's the first one I've smelled. Maybe I will go smell fresher campaigns, but JD Vance to me feels like a 
unpolished, raw talent that is getting a very bright spotlight right now. And initially I held that against him because he had all the money and all the media attention in the world leading up through this race and he was never really able to break out beyond uh, that, that third spot. I think he's going to be able to do it now. The, 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 the Trump uh, blessing, A, takes away one of his biggest liabilities that Vance, I'm assuming that's part of his stump speech, is things I got wrong. First thing I got wrong, I thought my mom would die and not get her life together. Second thing I got wrong, Donald Trump. So, like, uh, uh, that, that feels like a very polished thing, and so I, I, I assume that that was the case there. The dogs that don't bark. I, m- I mentioned this, and I, I think for the for the patrons, I'm gonna have the whole um, all the sound that I got run there. No question about guns. Question about Israel. Question about big tech. Question about term limits. Questions about big pharma. No question about guns. Um, a very interesting moment in our modern populist movement that crime, guns, police, that was not the issue here. Now, granted, we're in suburban Cleveland, you know, not that that it's, this is not exactly some of the more rural areas of Ohio. Um, But so it's noted. There we go. J.D. Vance, Don Jr. in the bank. I'm going to put this very, very plainly. I'm a dumb person. I'm a stupid person. I'm not very smart. Uh, And here's why. Because normally, you are either a paid journalist for which you are getting paid, your hotels are paid, your mileage is paid for, uh, your time is paid for, you get benefits, and that's why you go out and cover these campaigns. Or you're a podcaster. And you just get everybody else's information. You sit in your house or or wherever you record and you just make money on your duff. I am uniquely stupid because you guys support me at a level high enough that I am able to spend that money. Instead of sitting on it and providing for my family, I spend that money willy-nilly out on the road so I can get the sound that uh, you have listened to by hand, bespoke reporting, farm to table. I am raising, slaughtering, and presenting this political information for you in a very inefficient manner, or at least inefficient in the old way of doing things. The good news is, is that ignorance is bliss, and I love Love, love being out here. I love being able to pick these races that I think are going to be important. I love uh, 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 being able to interact with the campaign apparatuses. And to be totally honest, I kind of by the end of just seeing these campaigns in action in person, especially in, in the home stretch, I feel like I have a much higher accuracy rate of being able to describe the state of play. I am, again, a CIA level Vibe sommelier. I know when things are amiss. I know when people are tight. I know when candidates are feeling a little squirrely. I just got that sense about me, man. 
And you, you listening to this are the reason why it happens. Specifically, if you go to takepoliticsseriously.com, if you sign up at the $3 level, well, you already got the the raw footage or raw audio from the J.D. Vance and Donald Trump Jr. event. You already got the raw audio from the Mike Gibbons event. That's because that went out. It was an hour and a half episode that went out to patrons last night. You're also going to get my uh, uh, the, the results of what happened because we're going to find out and we're going to talk about it first on the uh, uh, on, on the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition, which is another patron exclusive about whether or not uh, J.D. Vance got booed. So head on over there right now. Uh, uh, look, we're I got to book flights to uh, Pennsylvania because we're going to do this all over again with Dr. Oz, with David McCormick, with, I mean, I, I may or may not see the desiccated corpse of the Connor Lamb campaign. Uh, uh, it all happens because of you. The most unique job in political media is created by you. You are job creators. And I am happy to be your humble, stupid laborer. <laughs> TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lancaster, Ohio. Uh, we are beginning our second day out here in the field covering the Republican primary. And we begin at the True North Coffee and Cafe here in Lancaster, a very adorable coffee shop. It is where Mike Gibbons, candidate for U.S. Senate, will come and sign a pledge uh, for gun rights and then do a Facebook live chat. So uh, a little bit humbler than uh, uh, J.D. Vance and, and Don Jr. They uh, obviously had a little bit of fanfare and hoopla to them. This is a little bit more grassroots, but uh, as their campaign sets up behind me, we will uh, bring you the, the sounds and vibes of the event. The candidate has now arrived, and he is signing yeah. the Ohio Gun Owners Pledge, checking off all the boxes and uh, doing a little Q&A on Facebook Live. Howdy, folks. Chris Dorr here from Ohio Gun Owners, and I am very happy to be standing here next to our next um, candidate um, and the first U.S. Senate candidate that we have uh, had on the Ohio Gun Owners live stream and, and email broadcast. Uh, depending on what venue you're watching this on. Um, it's no secret that there's a lot on the line uh, for, for gun owners, especially as we all head to the polls in just, uh, just a few days to cast those ballots on who's gonna replace Rob Portman. Of course, if you're a gun owner, if you love gun rights, you very much remember that Rob Portman has been a vocal proponent of Red Flag's gun confiscation. We are joined here today by Senate candidate Mike Gibbons. Um, and 
I want to be clear, we've only invited him here because he's already gone on the record when it comes to this candidate survey. We've only invited candidates here to sign this live in front of you and then talk with you because we already know where they stand. We're not going to give people like Matt Dolan the opportunity to stand here and come up with whatever he wants to on the fly. So um, we have asked uh, candidate Givens here all of the tough questions that we know he will likely face if he gets elected to the U.S. Senate. There's been a huge battle to defeat red flags gun confiscation uh, over the last several years. There's been a huge push by the left, by the Democrats, to pass universal background checks and assault weapons bans, these laws that will not stop a single crime but will only affect law-abiding citizens. So, um, you know, candidate Mike Gibbons, uh, this is your chance to talk to our members and uh, it kind of explain to them where you're at on, on some of these issues. Go, the floor is yours. You know, I think we're all happy about the constitutional carry law that was, was passed. And I just saw that as a uh, an affirmation of a right we already had under our constitution. That's right. So it's, uh, uh, things are going our, in our direction, and we have to be wary of any attempt to uh, abrogate our rights under the Second Amendment. We can't allow it to happen. Yeah. Um, so we're going to ask him to sign this live in front of you right here, everybody. He's going to hold it up and sign it proudly so that we can all see it. Um, Holding up the you, though, uh, signature for the so, cameras here. Obviously, yeah, candidates have, or the, the voters have an option between several candidates right now. Uh, can you make the case to gun owners why you're the guy that they should go out and vote for on, on the third? I can just tell you, I, I don't think you can be stronger uh, for the Second Amendment than I have been. I made it a part of every speech I've given, hundreds of them. Uh, it's it's absolutely essential. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, 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 it's nothing about hunting. It's not about self-defense. Yeah. Uh, you know why our founders put it in the Constitution, why it's the Second Amendment and, and the Bill of Rights. It's incredibly important. You can see what's going on in the Ukraine right now when you don't have that. Right. Well, folks, um, just to be clear, he has he has signed this survey 100% pro-gun. Uh, when you go out to vote on, on the 3rd, please go and vote pro-gun. There is so much on the line. Um, a lot of times in the gun rights community, it's kind of a, a cliche to say that the Second Amendment is the, the right that protects all of the rest of them. But it really is the case. As we as we see now, the, the left is, we're in a culture war. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we're definitely in a culture war. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a culture war. And we're fighting for our lives. Yes. Yes. For our kids. Well, you stole the words right out of my mouth. That's a, that's a, that's the position of Ohio gun owners, and this is kind of a zero sum game. And just like that, there we go. How you doing, candidate? I'm good. Uh, so uh, polling has you tied at the top with two other uh, Republican candidates. What would you say is the biggest differentiator between you and your two competitors there? Well, Josh is a career politician and J.D. Vance is a celebrity uh, that left Ohio and has now come back. Uh, kind of reminds me of Hillary Clinton when she moved to New York to run uh, run for Senate there. Um, you know, he hasn't I, changed his accent yet, though, like Hillary did. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, um, I don't know if they have but we have no accent, though. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Famously. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, when, when I spoke to you in Bell Fountain, you said that, you know, you, you would you would support who was whoever was endorsed uh, eventually, whenever that came to it. Are you still willing no, to No, no, I would endorse whoever's. Whoever wins, wins the, the primary. Election. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. 
I mean, if Vance wins, are you still willing to support him? Well, I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what do you make of the, the endorsement just generally? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, the voters from in Ohio are going to make the decision. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we we feel pretty good about it. Um, starting this campaign, we said, you know, if Trump endorses, we hope we get it. Sure. If uh, if he stays out of it, that's second best. But third best is that he endorses J.D. Vance mm-hmm. because uh, we think we can beat him even with the endorsement. He has... Uh, already uh, made it very evident how he really what he really believes in speaking of his initial comments about Trump back in yeah, 2016 I, I, I'll tell you the, the, the thing that I can't get over is anybody with a conserv- a threat of conservatism in their body kind of planning voting for Hillary Clinton and then he talked about that. Yeah. And, and that was the thing. You know, he said a lot of things. He called him Hitler and a lot of other things. But I care about this country. And it's not about just Donald Trump. It's about this country. And, you know, the liberal agenda is destroying this country. And Hillary Clinton is the embodiment of that liberal agenda. Anybody that can contemplate voting for somebody that thinks the way Hillary Clinton is, it says something about their about their decision making, their judgment. And it certainly says something about their overall internal ideology that, mm-hmm. that they that they possess. And, and I don't think you change that over a few years just because you want to run for office. You've said part of this, uh, uh, your, your candidacy is based on being an outsider. Uh, how is this campaign wearing on somebody who is from the outside and, 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 and not done it before? Well, you know, I, I spent my life in business mm-hmm. and uh, I was successful because I told the truth. And what I found out is in politics, the truth has no bearing on anything. Um, every claim that's been made has been made up out of whole cloth and there's no recourse. Uh, you know, I, because I'm running for office, I, I can't say, hey, you lied. I'm going to take you to court. Yeah. It doesn't work. Uh, I just have to I have to hope. Is that, that dispiriting? Well, it is in a sense because I'm not used to that kind of a, uh, kind of set of roles. Um, but I just have to believe that the voters of Ohio know the truth. Is it tiring? The schedule? Well, it's no more tiring than my the, the earlier part of my life. It's in uh, business and private and, business. You know what? I enjoy meeting people of Ohio. It's a lot of fun. That you know, kind of uh, invigor invigorates me, and, and it keeps me going. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is 7 o'clock on April 21st, and I am at Mapleside Farms in Brunswick, Ohio, for a rally featuring Michael Flynn and Josh Mandel. This will be the the third and final candidate for Senate that I am seeing. And this is apparently the only one with an actual bar. So that's pretty lit. Uh, Thirsty Thursday here in uh, the world of Ohio Senate politics. Now, here's what I'm looking for. Uh, 
JD Vance, and by the way, a real <laughs> surge here for the bar as the call for booze has led to a fairly comical line. Like, not wedding reception log, but certainly funny enough uh, uh, as they all have to go upstairs because this is very clearly used as like a, a wedding venue. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Visually, just imagine a bunch of people who are here for a political rally at, you know, seven o'clock in the evening on a Thursday. All like, oh, damn. Wine? Let me hit that. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the bar and see what's uh, going out there. Uh, what, what is popular with this crowd. So here's what I'm looking for. J.D. Vance and Donald Trump Jr. Very, very energetic. Right. You had a crowd that uh, uh, seemed very receptive, seemed very excited. And J.D. Vance was doing a lot to kind of allow him to reintroduce himself, specifically if people had a bad first impression based on Josh Mandel's uh, very effective advertising that painted uh, J.D. Vance as a never-Trumper. Now, here's where the rub is. Donald Trump Jr. this afternoon tweets out a video uh, put out by an anti-Mandel super PAC that highlights all the times that Josh Mandel in his career has cozied up to politicians that are now considered persona non grata to the America first right. Specifically, uh, Mitt Romney, specifically John McCain, and specifically John Kasich. Also Mike DeWine, who's not thought of as, as you know, uh, uh, not thought of as, you know, Trumpy enough. This, for the first time, kind of puts Mandel in a situation where he has got to engage or not engage. He has to be very strategic. Does he start fighting with Donald Trump Jr. and therefore the Trump family, specifically with Donald Trump coming out for a rally on Saturday? Does he want to put himself in those crosshairs or does he demur? This is a fairly interesting moment. Mostly because for everything that Mandel has done right in this campaign, and by the way, by the numbers, the non-internal numbers, he is still our front runner. He has not exactly been disciplined, although that has kind of played to his advantage. He's been a name in Ohio politics for a little bit, but the more he is kind of out there and sort of uh, uh, swinging first and, and thinking later the more he kind of seems like the uh, energetic fighter that America First voters seem to uh, uh, really, really cotton to. So that's what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for any kind of response from Mandel specifically to either J.D. Vance or the Trump team. And I, I want to see whether or not he feels the heat on his ass from that endorsement. Uh, whether or not he's firing up about that or does he play this confidently and just say, look, I'm the front runner. The people of Ohio have chosen me as the front runner. Would I have loved Trump's endorsement? Of course, because I think Donald Trump is great. But uh, he didn't. It, uh, and, and we hope to be something very, very rare for Donald Trump. A mistake. Something along those lines. He can either start fighting or he can play it cool. And we're going to find out which of the two, uh, which of the two we see. Now, I will say, as I am 
vibe checking here. This feels like a crowd that that wants wants some scrapping. This feels like a crowd that that is going to respond really big to uh, uh, some some red meat. I, I I get that energy, just even as people are sitting down and and uh, clambering upstairs looking for the booze. So uh, I don't know. I got a feeling this is going to be a fun one. And by the way, considering. Uh, uh, you know, I, I had slotted J.D. Vance as having a lot of momentum coming out of uh, his rally and the Gibbon stuff was, you know, just quite frankly, a little bit of a downer. I think this is set up to be something really energetic and, and it might set up a fairly interesting 1v1 at the top. Let's take a listen. Starting things off with a prayer at the Faith and Freedom Rally. Help us to see what we've not seen, hear what we've not heard, that we can do more than we've ever done in this moment of time. Keep us safe as we say thank you for this nation, for the freedoms that we have. Bless our evening and our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And it's my pleasure and my honor to introduce my friend and our next U.S. Senator, Mr. Josh Mandel. Mendel going on first. I'm not sure exactly how excited this crowd is to hear about uh, him supporting Bush and Cheney, but that means that Flynn is going on last. The left in this country believes in one nation under God. We believe in one nation under God. Amen. When you believe in one nation under government, you can just change the rules, right? Yep. Because the, the rules change based on who's in power, who holds the political levers. You can change the definition of a boy or a girl. You can change the definition of anything. But when we believe in one nation under God, the rules don't change because those rules have been around for thousands of years. The playbook they're trying to institute is called socialism. But one of the first things in socialist regimes through the arc of world history, you see implemented, they remove faith in God and society. Step two, they try to take guns from the people so we the people can't defend ourselves. Step three, they try to suppress and stop on the people's right to speak. Think about those three things that are happening in this country right now. The secular left, the radical left, the Biden administration trying to take God out of everything, create a godless society. Think what they're doing to ATF and other agencies, take guns away from the people. So we can either allow it to happen, like Mitt Romney would like to do, like Adam Kinzer would like to do, like Liz Cheney would like to do, like Anthony Dow would like to do, right? These are Republicans who are, they just want to allow it to happen. Or we can fight. I'm here to fight. We're here to fight. That's the exact line that uh, Donald Trump Jr. attacked Mandel on, or Mandel on, earlier today. Let me tell you something that's happened to Matthew Barber from here. The opportunity of our children is being crushed by the leftists who are trying to convince our kids to hate America. They're trying to convince 
our kids that America was a place founded and based on the principles of slavery and racism. That is false. America was a place based on the principles of liberty and freedom and grounded in the bedrock of Judeo-Christian values. Listen, you're not here to see me, you're here to see the people's general. Let me tell you why I call them the people's general. Besides for Donald Trump, there is no one that the deep state, the corporate media, the politicians went after with more ferocity and anger and hate than General Michael Flynn. But let me tell you something. Just like Trump, they weren't going after Flynn. They were coming after all of us. And it was President Trump and General Flynn that were standing between. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, the people's general, General Michael Flynn. Standing ovation for Flynn. Mando does not mention uh, any of the Trump attacks, either through veiled comments or directly. And I gotta say, it's kind of odd that he gets uh, second fiddle billing to Flynn. Mandel also seemed a bit tired. You need to take a hard look, not at, at who it is that you're going to vote for. Take a hard look at yourself. And you're going to have to decide what it is that you're going to do for this country. Because we are in this mess that we're in because we the people have sort of, we just sort of allowed the, the political class, which is not something our founders ever wanted, to just sort of keep doing what they're doing. Keep spending what they're spending. Keep putting all this nonsense out there. And actually, they, they play this game in Washington, D.C., and probably here in the state to a degree, as we have heard uh, from Amy, who was up here a little bit ago, who sits on one of these school boards. And we're, we're right now in the middle of fighting for school boards across this country. Most people don't know this good news. Since November, since the November Virginia election across the country, we have overturned 200 school boards in this country. <laughs> This is not, this is not politics as usual anymore. We're, we are in a very, very unprecedented moment in U.S. history. And the fact of life in world history is that nation states, they rise and they fall. They wax like the moon and they wane like the moon. And where is the United States in the sort of the, the IMW for anybody that served in the military? We have IMW indications and warnings. And when you study strategic things like the history of nations or the failure of nation states, and you start to look at indicators of warning for what might be happening to our own country. So when it's time to sleep, you'll know. Your body will tell you, get some rest. But right now, it's not a time to sleep, America, Ohio. It is a time to fight. It is a time to fight. There we go, General Flynn, in what was a bit of a meandering speech. It still gets a standing ovation from the crowd. Michael Flynn, retired general, is a star amongst the America First crowd. Tonight we have someone with us who's on the board of Project Veritas. He's one of the leaders of Project Veritas. He works hand in glove with James O'Keefe. Hold the powerful accountable. 
his name is Matt Sherman, and while his organization, the 51C3, they don't get involved in political campaigns, he also happens to be an American citizen. And so he's a friend of mine, he's a supporter, and he has to say a couple words. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Sherman from Project Earth. The guy who seems to have gotten uh, renewed national attention in recent weeks is a perfect symptom of what ails us in our political system. A guy who left Ohio, who went to Yale Law School, who hung out with the white sheep crowd, who said, on record, this is not scuttlebutt, this is not tabloid, it's a word. Uh, I may have to vote for Hillary Clinton if it looks like Trump could win Ohio. But I'll probably go for my new friend, Evan McMullen. Calling out J.D. Vance. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for having me back. Thank you for having me Thank you so much. Nothing from Mandel directly. But we got there eventually. All right. Walking back from the Mandel event and... Uh, what a curiously stacked, <laughs> what a curiously stacked little political rally. Number one, the candidate opens, which is odd. You know, normally he's the main course. Uh, but we go from him to Michael Flynn, who is a, a celebrity with that crowd. Like, they ate him up. They loved him. He was uh, uh, very much the the kind of biggest star wattage. But he doesn't really go after the the meat and potatoes of of the race that's happening now. He's very high-minded, very CPAC-y. Um, you know, and, and then it's not until after Michael Flynn, and I would say about a quarter of the audience left, before we get into any kind of red meat on why man... Dell over Vance. And and the Project Veritas guy was was very like he was red meat. He was attack dog. He was after him. I, I would have almost thought you lead with him. Then you know, I guess if Flynn is I don't know. Look, I'm not running the campaign, so I'm not here to say it, but by the end of it, and this is a gorgeous venue. You had the organizer point out uh, to this remnants of this sunset and said, oh, that isn't the remnants of the sunset. That's soon to be the remnants of J.D. Vance's very short-lived political career. This is a 1v1, and they have finally kind of uh, uh, lined up like that. This was, at least the Project Veritas guy, was a direct response to Don Jr., uh, promoting a video showing that uh, Josh Mandel has supported and had support from McCain, Romney, and Kasich. So it, it picked up late. It picked up late. But Mandel, man, there's just something. His crowd is rabid. That crowd was ready to rip people apart. There were people commenting, muttering, like yelling. Like I think they were ready for blood he didn't give it to him and that will wrap it up for us in ohio politics 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 is written and recorded by me justin robert young edited by brett stewart 
And uh, uh, guys, I'm not going to do the whole normal hoopla. I am just going to skip to some of the folks who really made this happen. That, of course, is our Titanic $10 tier. MC Drito, Unsafety B-Levels, Katie, Double K Ranch, Amanda, Yield Pinball Shop, John, DP4 Bongo, Neemeister, Nick's Horseless Diner, No Horses Ever, Catherine, Persons Familiar with the Matter, and Vote Gloria Young for King of the New World Order. 100 Mile Runner, Edison, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, Dr. G, Headphones, Neil, Charles, Darren, Alex, owner of Stronger Now Gym in Atlanta, Idris Arslandian, Blue Front and the Lenina, DL, Stephen Chad, Nomadic Nomadic Terran, Diana Shrill Shrieks, Miranda Janelle, Chief Andy, Robert Casey, Paul Redneck Tech is awesome. David, Brad, Richard, D-Laser, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted, Utah, Jimmy Montana, The Gen, Adam L, D-Really, Chopper, J-Pink, Andrew, and Josh. And there was somebody that came in last night. Neil of Neils. Thank you. Thank you. We actually had a bit of a run on Patreon support. Greatly appreciated. $3 tier gets you two bonus episodes each and every week. That is $3 and above, of course. Well, I'm out. I'm out of Ohio. I will be back in Austin for the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition. Thank you guys one more time for sending me on out here. Till next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more talk about politics. But this is the only show dumb enough to go to the source and cover Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.